1: New Mexico. New Me- I didn't know it snowed in New Mexico. Uh, we are in the mountains. So very close. We're an hour from Colorado. Oh, so where are you? I, I'm not real familiar with the area. Is that like
0: Taos or something like yeah, that? That's exactly where I wow. am. That's right. what my friend, my friend said, that's
1: pretty highbrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Taos is um, an interesting combination of things. Yeah you like it? Yeah it's an artist community which is where the highbrow comes in Um, but it's also very much like ski bum community and um, just working people.
0: Okay all right well you're one of those working people. I'm so glad to have you back with me Angela Lee. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. This is going to be interesting because you are coming back for the third time. You see that, Brains? Uno, dos, tres. Three times. Three times. She is (laughs) loving on the edge. Yes, she is. Thank you so much. And I got my uh, swag on, too. Yeah, okay. So you know know what time it is, girl? That is a signature timepiece. That's the company watch. Everybody don't get the company watch. thank you you only got to work here 20 years to get the company watch <laughs> or be on three times i guess <laughs> exactly exactly mm-hmm. so i'm so glad to have you back um brains if you don't know angela lee at the forefront of children's literature uh then you are missing something she is really really uh a, a great person we met long time ago I've been with her, moving from Arizona to London, and now she's in New Mexico, but she's always back on the edge. but now she's come up with uh an expansion to what she's doing. She's talking about gentle parenting, and we are about to go in because I'm hardcore when it comes to parenting. I want to understand what her philosophy is, what she's seeing uh what her understanding of millennials, raising a generation, Y and X moving forward. Um, how do you discipline these little people? Mm. <laughs> uh, and again, it's a, a different conversation because a girlfriend of mine was telling me some stuff that, you know, it's a different level of respect. So we're going to talk about all that and then some. Angela, give my brains a brief introduction as to who you are and how you show up in the world, Queen.
1: Thank you. I'm Angela Lee and I write children's fairy tales that help them understand how to deal with their emotions and also know the importance of them, that they are valuable people and that self-love is really important for preteens especially. Um, But also I'm a conscious parenting consultant and I write for Gravid Parenting and Pregnancy in India. And I write parenting style articles for the Los Angeles Tribune. Let's keep
0: it 100. How do you rate yourself as a parent? Oh, well,
1: so gosh. <laughs> <laughs> My kids They're are grown. All <laughs> the carpets from up under me, April. Why don't you? huh? <laughs> yeah, throw me under the bus. Um, so I didn't know everything I know now when I was a parent because my youngest is 34 and the oldest is in her forties. And so things have changed significantly (laughs) since I was a parent and I would probably give myself a passing grade of maybe 60% when I was a parent you know, 15, 20 years ago, however. Well, you know what? You're
0: still a parent because when it comes, when it comes down to the nuts and bolts, when it comes down to consultation, when it comes down to a couple grand loan, (laughs) (laughs) no, but you know, or when it comes to grandparenting, they Mm -hmm. turn to you, they reflect on that.
1: They,
0: yeah. A lot of people get stuck, you know, in epigenetics intergenerational trauma that a been, that. yeah. Yeah, that's been passed down they don't understand it themselves until they do the deep dive they do the deep work yep what are some of the corrective actions we're going to start with you and then i'm gonna you know chime in but uh what are some of the corrective actions or things that you could have done differently not better mm-hmm. but differently
1: yeah differently so um i Typically, parents will either default into the same parenting style that their parents use, Mm -hmm. or if they saw difficulties with their parents, they will default the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. And what I ended up doing was defaulting into permissive parenting style because I was raised by a very controlling, angry father. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to be like him. So I ended up not really setting boundaries or teaching my children the importance of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And what I understand now is that if we do not teach children boundaries, they will not know how to set boundaries in their own life. And that is a key skill for Grown up adults to be able to set boundaries and say, Hey, I will not be treated that way. Um, you have the choice of changing how you're treating me, or right. you know, we have these other options.
0: Because you got to teach people how to treat your brains. <laughs> you do. Yeah. I got a course, Treat Me Good 101. <laughs> <laughs> so, me as a parent, you know, I'll put my head on the chopping block. I think I was stellar. Of course, every parent thinks they're stellar. I had a really great relationship with my daughter. Mm -hmm. Conversations, the sex talk, there was no drugs. There was no, you know, brought up in a two-parent household. Uh, She developed, I shouldn't say slower, but differently. She wasn't excited about driving the car. She wasn't excited about moving out. She stayed here until she was 28. That was fine. No problem. But at 35, we ran into a kerfuffle. Oh, yes, Uh we did. Yes. And it wasn't pretty. You know, I went total nuclear on her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. She had never seen that side. And we didn't speak for, you know, almost two months. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely devastating to me. My stomach turned. You know, Mm -hmm. she was crying. My husband was trying to be the buffer. But what I did was I overextended. I gave her more than she could handle with an expectation that there were certain things that were going to happen and they didn't happen. And then with her, her expectation of me is that I've never seen you go off on me like that. I've never seen you swear at me like that. So it was really contentious. You're never too old to find out something new about your relationship with your children. That's true. You know, and again, boundaries, I overstepped Mm mine
1: and she overstepped hers. Yeah. She didn't have an understanding of the boundaries that you had expectation to.
0: Exactly. And those are the key words. Mm -hmm. Boundaries, her expectation, my expectation. So as kids grow and develop, where should we begin um, just really trying to understand who they are as as Mm -hmm. individuals? It's, you know, they're ever
1: evolving and kids are complicated, but parents are complicated too. (laughs) Even little babies have personalities. So it's never too early to start paying attention to what kind of individual your child is developing into and honoring that in them. Because one of the things that I'm a huge proponent of is that parents respect their children and their children's path in life. So when you hear about people creating mini me's, Um, that in my book is a big no, no, because unless the child is the one who says, mom, I want to follow in your footsteps. I want to be like you. That is an okay, mini me situation. But if it's the parents expectation that, Hey, I always wanted to be a cheerleader. So you're going to be a cheerleader. That has nothing to do with the child's desires. It's only about the parent achieving a lifelong desire.
0: They want to relive their life vicariously through their children.
1: Exactly. So in my gentle parenting course that I'm creating right now, I talk about expectations and I talk about parents questioning their motivations behind those expectations. Is it? Because it's something they want, or is it something their children want? Right. Is it something that um, meets their idea of what is proper in society? Is it detrimental to the child? Right. You know, there there are so many questions that parents can ask themselves.
0: You know, but again, the 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 kids uh, they don't come with instructions no they don't there's not a template they're not cookie cutter (laughs) and the world has changed oh yeah just think think when we grew up Mm. what expectations our parents had what Uh, life cycle what the life cycle was then um you know let's let's start with a heavy one gender identity Mm. they don't they don't want to be male or female they want to be non-binary I'm still trying yeah. to figure that one out, okay <laughs> I am you know i how do you, well, you know and, and I get it. your sexuality is between your legs, your gender identity is between your ears mm-hmm. there's fifty two different from what I'm understanding gender types, yep, but you know the first thing that parents think about when their child comes to them and they're questioning their sexual identity is. Oh my God, we're not gonna have any grandchildren. Oh my God. What is Aunt Martha gonna say? Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) my my son's painting his nails. Oh, oh, Oh my God. How are they having sex? How are they getting down? Who are they hanging with? All of these things instead of just looking at the little person that you've raised from conception to maybe 13 years old that's struggling, trying to find out who they
1: are, all those other questions and concerns are secondary. Well, and also many of the questions and concerns you brought forth are self-serving to the parent. Right. And have nothing to do with the benefit of the child. And while I understand what it is when you're, you know, there are many churches that, 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 frown on homosexuality or or gender issues and when you're raised in that religion and you're brought up with all these structures around you it's really hard to let go of those structures and just say hey what is how am I going to benefit my child in this but ultimately isn't that what As a parent, we're supposed to do what will ultimately benefit my child. And in some cases, it might be that the ultimate benefit for the child is to just accept them as they are. In fact, I would say most cases, that is the best. But, you know, it is hard to let go of the structure that you grew up with. And, and they that, don't
0: and, and they don't understand i mean you know you look back in the day when there was interracial marriage between black and white oh right. like remember and that, that was guess, who's, guess who's coming <laughs> to dinner uh you know with sydney Poitier. it's it's a shock it is a shock because
1: it is a shock to the societal standards of the absolutely time. absolutely and you know now we're well past that guess who's coming to dinner Thing in most families, um, which is a good thing because people are people are people, and it doesn't matter what the color they are. They are a person, and we need to honor people for being people. Okay, um, let's, let's touch on
0: something else. Okay. The way that the the young people, millennials, communicate. I've got an issue with you being in the car with me, and. Your thumbs are moving and I'm trying to engage in a conversation, right? And you tell me you don't have anything to talk about. Well, your, your thumbs is doing a hell of a job. Okay. I get well, this is This is the way that, that communication is done. But no, that, I, I demand when, when young people are with me a social interaction. Because it's going to come a point where you're going to go to school, you're going to interview, you're going to be at a dinner table, you need to have social grace and able to have a conversation outside yes, of a 30 second clip on a TikTok video.
1: <laughs> yes, that is so key and. And. Um, You know, this is where setting an expectation and a standard or a boundary is very reasonable because all you're saying is because there are all these benefits to you being able to put down the phone and have a face-to-face conversation, this is my limit. And that is what is in gentle parenting, what is considered a reasonable boundary and expectation to hold. Um, the whole idea is so my kids, you know, pretty much only text me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever get phone calls. <laughs> no. and, and, and my I daughter, to... daughter texted me from the living
0: room to tell me <laughs> that dinner was ready. Oh
1: my gosh. And
0: I didn't go. I didn't go. I said, you know what? Come and talk to me.
1: Yeah. When we
0: are at the restaurant, I'm paying for this table. Okay, I'm paying to engage and have a social interaction with you, have some fun, have a great meal. Food is meditation, food is love. Put the device down. Yeah. There's nothing Uh, that could be that important. And if it is that important, you're with, should be one of the most important people in your life, your parent. You know,
1: I, and this is really for the millennial parents. (laughs) So, what I believe. I have seen millennial parents in the park with their toddlers and the toddlers are playing on the playground equipment and the millennial parents are scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and they have no attention on their child. They are so focused on their phone. And I, and I bring it up because I've seen it time and time and time again. It's not just um, that, you know, I saw one person doing it. But when you think about it, will you be on your deathbed saying, oh, gosh, I wish I spent more time scrolling Instagram. Right. Or how about this one? When you see that the toddler
0: <laughs> is scrolling on the phone. <sighs> as yeah, a way of a, exactly. <laughs> as a way of being entertained, monitored, ignored, um, distracted by the good. parent. So, and I, and I see that all the time too. And I'm like, this child is probably all of four years old and knows every function, it's how to get to these things and the all device. that, exactly. They're yeah. being parented by the device and then they wonder why. All right, let's ask another question. Mm-hmm. Um, friendship. Yeah. I'm your parent. We can be friendly, but I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be your best friend no because then if i'm your best friend right if i'm your best friend then i've got to worry about you liking me mm -hmm. i've got to worry about you not hurting my feelings or getting your feelings hurt uh you know pow towing to your desires that's not the kind of parent i
1: am which is good because that's what is called the permissive parent and a permissive parent the outcomes of raising a child in those under those ideas of overgiving, of um kowtowing to the child, let the children be the children. Um really poor outcomes for the kids. And I don't have my studies open, so I cannot quote the exact outcomes in this particular thing, but people will be able to find it in my online course. Um, what what a psychological longitudinal study of families in the 1960s. Dr. Diana Baumren, she determined four different, well, she actually determined three, and then they added a fourth, different parenting style. There's the disciplinarian, there's the permissive, there's the neglectful, and there's what she called Authoritarian. Um, But she also called the disciplinarian authoritative. And to me, they're just too close, too confusing. So it's discipline and gentle. (laughs) And so the gentle parenting method, which includes having boundaries and limitations and expectations, but high level of nurturing, so respect and support. And especially when it comes to emotions, respect of their emotions. Right. And validating them. Invalidating them. That, you know, I understand.
0: I had to get into that because I wasn't into that. I was the authoritarian. You know, I told your ass to clean up the room. Clean it up. See, this is why I changed (laughs) it. Right, right, right. We were
1: being disciplined. (laughs) it
0: It wasn't a choice. It wasn't an option. When you were a latchkey kid, you came home from school. You had... Uh, you, you came home, you put your books down, you, you watched TV. made something to eat. You, 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 <laughs> no, you didn't watch TV until after that homework and your chores were done. Then you could watch some TV.
1: Uh, no, I was the be throwing
0: around. <laughs> yeah, but the thing was, you walked home from school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now my girlfriend's kids are 13 and 14 and she still picks them up from school. It's different. It's about their safety, but they also have to learn to be
1: independent contributors to society. Let's and talk that about. Is, yeah, a part of that is when parents set boundaries and they allow their child to, to decide what the consequences are, then they are giving their child choice, but they're also allowing their child to grow into critical thinking and there are other benefits associated with allowing the child to decide. Mm-hmm. Not the least of which, when it comes to having to do the discipline, um, so the child did not meet the expectations, and at this point, all you have to say is, "Huh? Yeah. What did you say the uh, consequence was going to be, right, Johnny?" Right. <laughs>
0: now I'm, I'm a parent that will say, "I told you so." People say, "Oh, I don't." I will tell you. I want to reiterate the fact. Quick story, there was these steam compressors underground, big metal plates, uh, and the kids had to walk across them when they came back from the pool. I told my daughter, baby, don't walk across that, you're gonna get burned. I said, you're coming from the pool, you've got the chlorine, your pores are open, you're gonna get burned and you're gonna get burned bad. Oh, they loved it, they loved it. I was on vacation, Chicago, my husband calls me, he's in the ER, Chanel's been burned. Okay. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a bad burn, but it was enough for her to, uh, you know, have to go to the ER. Well, I tell her to this day, do you remember the steam? Oh, yes, (laughs) I do. You know, uh, I psychologically work with children. Corporal punishment, you and I, your teacher could tap your bottom. You know, Mm -hmm. the neighbor next door could catch you doing something and tap your bottom. Well, yeah,'m into I'm not into that I'm not into yeah. that, but but sometimes I got to get your attention, so I try to think strategically, what can I do? I don't necessarily, in the heat of the moment, as a parent, have the time to edit, filter, process, come up with this laundry list of well, you know, maybe I should do this, and then I consider this and tick all the boxes. Sometimes it's a heightened situation. Your kid runs out in front of the car. Uh, Your kid is, you know, just really showing out in front of whatever, and you can't get their attention. You have to understand what it is. Calling my kids simple drove them nuts. We are not plain. We are not average. We're not simple. Okay. But then you have to be careful of the things that you say, because now that's psychologically impacting them. How do we figure out a balance when it comes to
1: discipline? With So the first thing I want to say is that when you use violence as a discipline, what you're teaching your child is that violence is an answer. That is an appropriate thing, response to circumstances. And so I do not believe that using violence is an appropriate response. I will say though that when my two-year-old ran out in the street and a car was coming, I did smack his bottom. So there are, you know, sometimes we get into the space where like we don't have a cho- a real choice over, you know, our reactivity to what right. happens. And so that we're, is, we're all, you know, we're like I
0: told you, I told you, I told you, but you're not listening. You're reinforcing that. But, you know, it used to be the day where I knew (laughs) my grandmother. See, I was good in front of my grandmother. There wasn't no problem. But she would make my uh, cousins go and get their own switch off of a tree.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, or there's parents that use uh, extension cords. I heard this horror story. The parent would make the child knee down on a bed of rice. So, you know, those things are not teaching a lesson. It is not giving them tools to rely on, to it's make a well-adjusted... It's about... No, it's about brutality. Yeah. It's it about is.
1: brutality. And, but, but that also is a control thing. And so, um, yeah, those are... Those would fall under the disciplinarian style parenting mm-hmm. and the outcomes for the children in those kind of parentings are probably the worst out of all. So when you think of a child being neglected and the outcomes for a child who grows up with no parental love, it that and discipline are the two like wide ends of the spectrum. Right. And, permissive. and then you wonder why your child goes to school, and your
0: child is the bully. Well, you're learning that behavior. That behavior is, you know, either a cry for help, or it's being mimicked by what they are seeing and receiving at home. Just absolutely. to be mean evil and aggressive. And I don't think that that's innately in any of us.
1: That's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. Um, a bully frequently is trying to exert some sense of control in their life because in the other parts of their life, there is no control. they they are the victim. And so they try and exert control in the one area they can at school. And so, yeah, it's understanding that hurt people hurt people exactly is a huge. Thing that we can teach our children that right. you know yeah if someone is coming at you and lashing out there is something in that person that is so wounded that they feel like they have to mm. it's not you my child you are only the mirror for that person right. who right. is behaving in that way
0: your language I'll go back to my word simple. Well, there's a whole bunch of other choice words that I heard this woman saying to this little baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, girl, she cussed him like a sailor. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just in the shop in, in in Target. And I cringed because he was like, you know, it, it was like he was just shrinking. Yeah. And words hurt. Words hurt. Words are as impactful mm-hmm. and damaging
1: as that switch words are are, our thoughts and our words are actually electrical impulses that go out and they carry vibration and when so that little child was a recipient of some very harsh words and that little child at that age the mom is the authority the mom knows everything So to that child, the mom saying those things to her child, that's the truth about that child, to that child. And that means that that child will now grow up whenever someone calls them any of those words. The energy from this childhood wounding shows up and they are very reactive to that. And so it's it's really key that we speak in positive ways, nurturing our children um, when they make a mistake. We talk about the behavior, not the person, mm-hmm. and separate the behavior from the person. Mm-hmm. So that, and the other key for parents is to understand that their reactivity to the circumstances may be based on their childhood wounding exactly and or, so self-examination is important
0: or the current situation let's talk to the single parent
1: yeah oh right. what a job they have
0: wow all right so you got it again like i said you got this litany of things that you know boxes that we can tick off girl, I don't have time to go through that. I'm trying to work. I'm paying the bills. I'm cleaning the house. I'm cooking the dinner. Your dad's not supporting. He's not paying. He's not coming around. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. And I'm supposed to be this gentle parent. What do you say to that person?
1: I say it's really hard to be a single parent. And when you have to work one or two or sometimes even three jobs to support the family, it's really hard for you to be able to be in this space of self-control. And what I would suggest for parents in that situation is to understand that even though words are very powerful and they carry vibration, modeling behavior is key for your children. Because, you know, think about when you were young and and an adult said something like, do as I say, not as I do. How did that ever work? Right, right. Behavior we follow, it's not the words. And so parents need to understand that if they want their children to be emotionally regulated that they need to learn emotional regulation so they can model that for their children and you know even the busiest parent would benefit from learning emotional regulation because the the tools and the techniques and the tips that I give in my parenting course they're simple They're really simple. And if they're not put into practice, they won't help. (laughs) And And again, uh,
0: Brains, it is a practice. It is an ongoing, you're not going to be perfect. You're Mm. not going to, it's not going to happen all the time. But again, it's going to be tools. Um, It's going to be in your arsenal that you're going to be able to defend yourself and fight yourself off from maybe teen pregnancy, maybe, uh, suicidal tendencies, Mm -hmm. maybe gang violence, you know, let's talk about honesty. How honest do you think that a parent should be with their child? This is my take on it. When you ask ask me a question, okay, you are a little human being. You're not a baby, you're a person. And if you come to me with a question, I'm going to answer that question. I may not go into every nano detail, no. But I am going to answer it openly and honestly, because I want you to know that I am your advocate, that I am your support, that I am on your team, that you can trust me.
1: April, you're a gentle parent. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you, my mother, all of those things are part of gentle parenting. And, yeah. you know, my mother got knocked up at 14
0: years old. Oh, and, yeah. And you and. What she taught me was I was beautiful, that I was precious, that I was special, that when someone, you know, was in my presence, I was a queen, that, you know, they should treat me gentle, and you uh, don't just let anybody violate you, and you fall in love. And I mean, she just made it seem like a fairy tale, and when I broke my virginity, I rushed home and I told my mother and we sat there and we hugged and we talked and she said, this is your rite of passage. And, you know, did you protect yourself and all that? It was beautiful. Yeah. So I put the same spin golly on my daughter and I dodged a bullet. But my neighbor across the street, her daughter's 35 and they still never had to talk. Yeah. So
1: there's, There's a whole lot of repression when it comes to discussion of sexual. Why? And I, it's society. It's like. It's strange. what, What was okay in the, like when you were a child, your mom was an extraordinary parent. Because most parents, when you were a child, were not doing that with their children. And. What I what I propose to parents is that they be vulnerable with their children and they Absolutely. share their feelings over. So if your child comes to you to talk about bullying and you were bullied at a child as a child, validating your child's feelings is huge. And so Absolutely. if you're able to say, hey, I had the same situation and I felt like this. Then you in that vulnerability, you are creating a connection with your yes. child yes. that yes. will never go away. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. I'm 60 years old and I still reflect on that. But you can use this same methodology when it comes to drugs, when it comes to gang
1: violence, when it yeah. comes to, you know, not doing well in school. Coming in with understanding, compassion, and vulnerability puts a parent into a space of, uh, you can be my confident. Mm-hmm. And that really, isn't that what we parents that, that is what, you know, and again,
0: I told my daughter, like my mother told me, she says, no matter what happens, tell me the truth. And I'm here to support you you're going to have challenges yeah things are going to go on peer pressure you know once the kid is probably eight nine ten and they cross that threshold of your doorway mm. they're a whole different beast girl I remember those catholic school girls honey they would just pull that skirt up roll those bobby socks down and put some lipstick on and you would wonder like well who in the world is that <laughs> <laughs> I went to Catholic schools. So yeah, so they were but you know yeah. they had a level of respect for their parents that that skirt was pulled down and bobby socks was pulled up and that lipstick was wiped off by the time that they got home. P- young people now hmm, have not the same level of respect for their parent. You talk to us about gentle parenting. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Respectful uh respectful young people to their parents they don't they don't go what they don't go and visit them. Mm. kids don't call their grandparents your mother, you couldn't spend the money or the card until you thanked grandma. you called grandma, you nurtured and encouraged that uh that conversation. you looked at your grandparents with reverence that this is my grandmother. She's got all these years of wisdom. She loves me in a special kind of way, different than my mother. It was so different now. I'm not seeing that the young people are respecting their elders. And I demand respect.
1: Well, and respect goes two ways. And I believe that a parent needs to show respect for their child, for who they are. And in return, expect, respect back. And that's part of setting the boundaries and and limitations.
0: But wait, wait, wait. You use that big $25 word, expectation. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: See, to me, it's not an expectation. It's it's pretty much a demand. I have showed you. You can use that word and I'll use mine. Yeah, you know, but I've showed you. I've taught you. I've loved you. I've nurtured you. I've honored you. I've gently parented you and now you disrespect me. I I I you know I have issues with that. I really, you know, again, yeah. it's the and boundaries now, that you set from the from the beginning. They have to know where to hold and where to fold.
1: Exactly. And when a parent um is faced with that, when they receive that level of disrespect, it's Time for an open conversation. You know, this is what I expect from you. This is what I believe I deserve. And when you treat me this way, it makes me feel this way. And have that conversation so that the child has understanding of how their behavior affects someone else. It's an important part of learning how to be in society. Right. Because if we do not teach them how to interact with others, where are they going to learn it? Right. From Twitter? Probably
0: not. And yeah, well, you know, they're scrolling. <laughs> so, Angela, you have been a wealth of information. We could talk about this for hours and As hours. Uh, I absolutely adore you. I love how you are just evolving. I love the pink. What What is that kind of pink, pink and light pink and dark pink hair? You got a, a <laughs> what, what do they call that? The ombre? <laughs> you got the pink it is ombre. A little bit ombre. <laughs> okay, well, it looks good. It looks good on you. And I'm, you know, it's gentle like your heart. Your mm-hmm. voice tone, your voice inflection, you know, you're just really in a good good space. And I'm glad that you're here to help other parents Navigate this because it's a challenge. Like I said, it, it's, a it's a challenge. And the only way that we're going to get through it is information and being open and being good listeners, parents. Yeah. Your child will tell you everything you need to know. Okay. And I do a little snooping. Yes, I do. I will, you know, I'm going to check your phone. I'm going to go and you're maybe that's, you know, a violation of boundaries, but. If you're not well, talking, you set those boundaries. Yeah. You know, if you're if not you talking set. and you're not communicating and those thumbs are going, you're talking to somebody. You know, I want to go through the backpack. Maybe I'm going to find something. Maybe I don't find anything. But if you do, um, don't come aggressively. Mm-hmm. Say, look, I had an opportunity to, or this happened, or that happened. I got wind of, I was concerned with your well being. Yes. Exactly. Talk to them as if they are a person not as if they, as they are, are, you know, <laughs> you know, sloppy seconds, okay? So thank you for talking to us, Angela. Please tell my brains. Can I, yeah, can I just add one thing? And, uh, girl, <laughs> keep going. We got plenty of time. So, a lot
1: mean. of the things that we talked about today are actually in my children's books. Hmm. And just yesterday, I got two gold medals, Mom's Choice Awards. Wow. One for the first book, Bella Santini in the Land of Everlasting Change. The other for the second book, Bella Santini and the Troll War. And for parents who want to take a, just, you know, a quick dive into, okay, what does this gentle parenting mean? Many of the tools and techniques are in those books.
0: Well, and you know what? And it's fun and it's fantasy and it's engaging. It doesn't seem like a, you know, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. You enjoyed the whole ride the whole way. She took a lot of time to uh, navigate this and to create this so that it was fun and entertaining for adults and for kids. Do you have a copy of the books there? I see them. Yes. I the do. Well, I have
1: them right here, too.
0: So let's, let's see, see. it. Oh. Yeah. let me see right there. Put your face in between there. <laughs> Can I? Wait, it all wait, wait, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wait, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah
1: there we go. <laughs> beautiful. So tell my brains how to get in contact with you, Angela Lee. So just for the books, you go to Bellasantini.com. It's B E L L L, B E L L A S A N T I N I.com. Um, to get a hold of me or find out about gentle parenting, Angela Lee.com. And it's dot com,
0: And I'm going to put all of her information in the back. I'm so glad to see you. When you come this way, uh, or when I come that way, we are going to go and uh, have a really good time together because I adore you. You in LA? I'm in San Diego. America's finest well, city, honey. I'll be in San Diego in April. In April. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so uh, there's absolutely no excuse. I don't care what part, Southern, Northern, I'm there to be with you. Awesome. All right,
1: Brains. Oops, my brain thing, wait, it got under the books. So. <laughs> <laughs> Brains, I need for you to go
0: love, like, share, follow, and subscribe. I know it's a lot. Love, like, share, follow, and subscribe because there's a parent out there that's struggling you know, and we don't want them to struggle. We want to give them the tools so that they have the best relationship with their child, that they raise an independent, positive contributor to society because the struggle is real. It's tough out there. So thank you, Angela. And I'll talk to you again soon. I'll see you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye brains.